Hello, my friends. Welcome to the How Are You Living podcast. I am your host, Nathan Chilton. I think we can all agree that life can be hard sometimes, and my hope with these podcasts is to help make it a little bit easier, providing you with information to inspire and empower you to live the life that you want. So the question that I'll ask you is, how are you living? Hi guys, welcome back. I hope everyone is doing well. Today we're going to be talking about the topic of resilience. What it is, what it isn't, is it something that you're born with or is it something that you can cultivate or is it a bit of both? I feel that it's a word that has been used a lot recently and when I say recently probably like the last two years or so but it's a topic that is so important that I think you can talk about it over and over again as people have done. It has been written about a lot, spoken about a lot. But today I just want to give you my perspective on on resilience and how my life experiences and, and the many experiences of adversity and challenge have helped me cultivate resilience. And that's the important word there is cultivate, which means yes, we can learn, we can better improve our level of resilience. Of course, we do have some innate resilience so what that means is we are born with some level of resilience if we weren't we wouldn't be here for very long but as I mentioned extremely positive and this is what this podcast is going to focus on a bit later on is how you can cultivate resilience so let's start off with what resilience actually means so it's your ability to cope mentally or emotionally with a crisis but then bounce back and return back to how you are pre-crisis so being able to adapt and be flexible in the face of adversity going on in your life what it doesn't mean is that you won't experience stress emotional upheaval or suffering because that's part of life so you will experience those but resilience is how you respond rather than react to that adversity so let's touch upon that adaptability and flexibility that I just mentioned what this means is the more possibilities that you can see yourself in or envision while going through difficult times and adversity you are able to better look for solutions so more solution focused which is extremely important and it just increases the the chance of a better outcome at the end of the problem that you're facing I think we all know that life can be difficult and it's, it's your perspective on life that makes it easier for to harness or, or, as I've mentioned, cultivate resilience. I think we need to not shy away from life and try and avoid every difficult circumstance or obstacle or adversity. We really need to embrace these things and understand that they are a part of life, no matter who you are, where you're from, how much money you have in the bank, what you do for work. It does not matter. Adversity will find you. And that is life. And I see that as why life is so beautiful. Because of these obstacles and adversity, it gives you a better appreciation and and gratitude towards what life has to offer. So having the mindset or perspective that, yes, it's very likely that at some point during my life, there will be an adverse event that I have to try and overcome. It doesn't mean you're being a pessimist or or negative. You're probably being actually realistic, which will be 
great for your mental health. By having the perspective of thinking, yes, something might happen, you can tackle these events head on. Bearing in mind and looking at the bigger picture of how will this event happening right now affect the rest of my life. So it's about creating a bit of a pause, a gap between the event and your reaction to allow you to become more responsive. And again, this doesn't mean that you you shouldn't experience stress, anger, fear. They're all normal emotions. And as an emotion, it means energy and motion. You do need to feel them, but you don't need to be owned by those emotions. And that's one of the, the key skills for developing resilience is being able to let go of that, that mental anguish, be able to create that space around the thinking. So what I refer to as that pause between Um, the event and then how you respond and you want to respond rather than react and it's important that when you have this pause it gives you a chance to make the event less personal it isn't an attack on you you aren't necessarily the victim this isn't only happening to you because when you're a victim in any circumstance you lose your power in that moment but by all means I'm not saying ignore what you're feeling because ignoring and suppressing an emotion has an ill effect on your overall well-being. So you need to feel what you need to feel, have practices in place to help you work through that, have a support network, communicate with loved ones, self-care practices such as meditation, mindfulness, journaling, all these things help when working through your emotions. But Being resilient doesn't mean you then dwell on these emotions. You feel what you need to feel for the length of time that you need to feel these things. And sometimes it's quite handy to to have an allotted time of how long you should feel these for just to make sure and you catch yourself so you don't start to dwell in those emotions. But then you have to move on with a plan, looking forward, looking to the future, again with that solution-focused mindset. So things that you can do to cultivate your level of resilience, so increase your resilience. Very important, kind of top of the list, especially for me, is control the controllables. Don't waste any time and energy controlling things that you have zero control over because that will get you nowhere other than down a rabbit hole of more stress, anxiety, unknown, uncertainties. So control the controllables. And the one thing that you can control the most is by managing your thoughts being aware of your thoughts are your thoughts serving you in that moment if not why not if so great let's think more of those thoughts and as I mentioned a moment ago about having a support network it's extremely important and if you haven't learned this already that to progress and do well in life it's very very difficult to do on your own if not impossible so it doesn't make you weak Um, It actually shows your vulnerability, which when you are vulnerable, that's when you can highlight and show your true strengths and your true gifts. So by having a support network, and that can be good friends that you trust, loved ones, um, professional help and support, such as coaches and therapists, all these things are important to have in your kind of toolkit or toolbox as a support network. And to help with your resilience, it's extremely important to be able to manage your stress, be aware when you are stressed. But it's always better to have practices in place when you come in from a place of ease, rather than trying to implement lots of things that help you with stress when the stressful or adverse reaction happens. The actual stress response 
is a normal function and we've needed it to survive. But what happens on a day-to-day basis is this stress response is triggered by very trivial things in the grand scheme of life and death. But if these are being triggered day in, day out, such as MOT failing, difficulties at work, relationship problems, financial problems, health issues, that will start to pattern and rewire your nervous system to be very sensitive to stress. So then when something huge happens, like a huge adverse event, your body kind of goes into overdrive. So by having practices daily to almost repattern and rewire your nervous system to be the opposite of stress, so the stress response is the sympathetic response, we want to rewire it to create more ease, which is the parasympathetic response. By having these practices day in, day out, when you're coming from a place of ease, when you need to call upon these practices, you'll be better equipped and have more capacity to deal with the adverse event. When you are regularly doing self-care practice, one thing that you will start to cultivate is self-awareness, which again is another very important skill when it comes to improving your resilience. It's all about that mind and body connection, that heart and brain coherence, which you need to be well connected because when your body is in that state, it naturally is more resilient. You have more capacity to deal with stressful events. And when you are more self-aware, you are more aware of your feelings, your desires, your urges, your thoughts, and your regular thinking patterns. And back to the controllables, the one thing you can control more so are your thoughts. So being very self-aware of your day-in, day-out thought patterns, it's great to know are they serving you or are they not? Because if they aren't, this is something that you can do a lot of work on. You can rewire these patterns And as a result of that, that will ripple through the whole of your life and have a very positive impact on all that you do. When dealing with an adverse event in your life, it's important that you need to be present in the here and now. And that's why the practices of mindfulness or meditation are really beneficial because it helps direct your attention into the here and now rather than concerning yourself too much with the past. So regretting what's happened because you can't change that. So it's something that, again, you can't control. And it stops you from projecting your thoughts too far in the future, worrying about unknowns and uncertainties. So when I look back at my life, and especially the last decade of all the things that have happened with myself, being diagnosed with a a benign bone tumour, having a number of surgeries over, over the last decade, being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, having unfortunate news of family members not being well, It's a lot of problems. And when I say it like that, it sounds like a lot. But what I found is the the more you go through these adverse reactions and come out the other end, you have more tools in your toolbox to hit life head on when you are presented with new difficulties. And the unfortunate thing is life is full of them. But like I mentioned before, that's why I kind of perceive it as it being a beautiful experience. But coming through these adversities, I've developed a whole host of new skills, new ways of dealing with problems that occur in life. So you'd always draw in from these past experiences. So one thing I've found to help me is when I'm in a problem, it's to look at the bigger picture. How will this serve me? How can I overcome this obstacle and become a better person at the end of this experience? And more often than not, the obstacle or adversity will pass. It will pass with time. I know that this doesn't mean it will always be easy. 
So to recap, to help increase resilience, you need to learn to control the controllables. Seek support when you need it and know that it is okay to need support. Learn to manage your thoughts and importantly, learn to manage stress. And when it comes to managing stress, as mentioned before, having self-care practices, cultivating this skill set when you are in times of ease and not stress, will pay dividends when you are finally faced with that obstacle or adversity. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe, leave a review and share to your friends and family to help them on their health journey. Your support is very much appreciated and I'm going to leave you with one question. How are you living?